Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Chicago's Legal Latte. And I want to just reiterate one thing that was mentioned there in that open. Uh, as we start a new year here, we've got a lot of things lined up, but we're always, always looking for ideas and suggestions on topics. So if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about on a future podcast, um, just send us a note, podcast at lavellelaw.com. We'd be happy then to uh, work with one of the attorneys to get uh, content together and, and cover that topic for you. So uh, don't hesitate to drop us a note, podcast at lavellelaw.com. Uh, today we have a topic lined up already, though, and I think it's one that um, we're going to enjoy. It's a topic we like to review on this podcast around this time of year on an annual basis. We'll turn our attention to business owners in Illinois and outline some of the new legal and uh, regulatory changes that may impact them in the coming year as we turn the calendar here to 2017. Helping provide the details today will be attorney Heather Glazer. Uh, Heather is an associate at Lavelle Law. Uh, regularly handles uh, issues for businesses from formation to various forms of corporate law, uh, very active in dealing with uh, businesses, and is going to be a good uh, good addition to our podcast today to try and help us through this. So, Heather, uh, Happy New Year, and thanks for taking the time to join me today. Happy New Year to you, too. Um, I just thanks. wanted to cover, as you said, uh, the new laws that will affect Illinois employers and how they run their businesses. Yeah, and it's you know it's so tricky. We're going to talk about the laws themselves and the process of, of trying to stay current um, because because mm-hmm. that is an important part of it as well. But it, it seems like every year there are these new laws that you know some impact general residents, but as you said, business owners are impacted. Um, and you know when it comes to business, how important is it that that owners be aware of changes that could affect them? Uh, obviously, it's got to be something they've got to keep an eye on. Oh, absolutely. It's very important. Um, Some of the laws that are coming in this year could invalidate a contract if you've written them in a way that you were previously following the law, but the law has changed. It's really important if you want to be legal and you don't want to face, now there's new felony charges, new fines, and like I said, an invalidation of contracts. So you want to do everything you can to be up to date because little changes in the law can have a big effect. Now, we'll talk about some different ones, and they may vary, but in general, when this occurs, do these things usually kick in January 1, or do some get phased in through the course of a year? Um, The ones we'll be talking about today kick in January 1st. Some of them were voted in um, in April of 2016, May, um, but, yeah, in general, they all started uh, two days ago, January 1st, 2017. Yeah, it seems like the legislature will do something the prior year and then set that deadline, so we're right on time here. Now, in speaking to, to some of your colleagues in the past, um, we've discussed the pros and cons of, of non-compete clauses in employee agreements, uh, the value of those, the legality of those, uh, from both the employer and employee perspective. I, I understand there may be some changes in that area, so can we start off there and tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, starting January 1st, any contracts written and, and entered into after January 1st, 2017, um, cannot uh, be a non-compete with a low-wage employee. 
Um, no employers can enter into a contract with a, a non-compete contract with a low-wage employee, and uh, a, no, a low-wage em employee is defined as an employee who earns the greater of the um, hourly rate equal to minimum wage, which in Illinois is $8.25 or $13 an hour. Yeah, because that, that um, minimum wage is, is it different in the city of Chicago, I think. Um, it's one of the cities that have passed laws, so it's another thing employers have to be aware of. Um, mm -hmm. And when you, when you talk about this, um, you mentioned anyone entering a new contract this year or signing a new contract. Yeah. Does this law only impact new agreements, or does it somehow affect agreements already in place? It only impacts new agreements. They are invalid if they're written. Um, after January 1st, 2017. However, it is indicative of how courts are going to rule on previously entered into contracts if someone challenges a non-compete, uh, if a low-wage employee were to challenge a non-compete entered into prior to January 1st, 2017. Yeah, and I think um, you, you raise a good point there. With all of these new laws that are being introduced, and we'll talk about some more of them here in a minute, but the legislature passes these laws, they go into effect, but is it possible as we go forward that businesses or other entities could actually challenge these? We don't really know that all of them will stand up and there may be court challenges along the way. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so far we haven't seen anything get challenged yet and um, several of these laws, as we discussed, have been voted in in a previous legislature and they have not been challenged yet, but now that they're in place, we may start seeing some challenges. All the more reason employers really have to kind of keep track of what's going on. Um, now, there's been a lot of talk about um, uh, employee rights in, in recent months, and we, we've talked about uh, wage uh, factors, and we talked now, you just mentioned the non-competes. Um, I know there's also been talk about uh, sick days and, and people having to provide sick days to employees. Is, is there anything final on that? Did that ever get acted on one way or the other? The law doesn't require an employer to offer paid sick leave. However, if you do offer sick leave, there is another new law that started January 1, 2017, that if you're an Illinois employer that offers a paid sick leave, you have to um, allow flexibility for those sick days. And that means that it, it typically has been that if the employee is sick, they get paid sick days. Um, now if the employee's child, spouse, sibling, parent, in-laws, grandchild, step-parent, um, they can use that paid sick leave for in, in place of their own illness or injury. And does a law like this then impact businesses of, of, of all sizes, or does it have to be a business of so many employees or larger? It affects businesses of all sizes, provided that you're already offering sick paid leave, paid sick leave. Okay. Um, so so if, a couple if, of, if the employer uh, does offer that program. Okay. And, and so again, employers are not required to offer it, but if they do, they have to adhere to this, this new, new regulation. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we're talking with uh, Heather Glazer of Lavelle Law today on the podcast. We're getting a detailed review of some of the changes here in Illinois that uh, will impact businesses in 2017. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Heather works closely with a wide range of businesses in her practice, and you can get um, some more in-depth analysis of, of various topics by reading 
uh, articles written by Heather and the other attorneys in the uh, various practice groups at lavellelaw.com. Website is a great resource for legal information. And um, there, along with iTunes and, and here on Blog Talk Radio, you'll find all of our past editions of this podcast. Um, we go back a number of years now, and there's a great deal of information there. Um, so um, we, we talked about sick days, and we talked about uh, the minimum wage. So just clarify for me now again, because I, I, I kind of threw that in earlier, minimum wage requirements, what, if anything, has changed for this year? On minimum wage requirements? Mm-hmm. Only that uh, the new law in minimum wage is that if you have a low-wage employee, you cannot enter a non-compete agreement with them as an employer. Okay. All right, so, um, you know, as always, there's a a number of different changes and and, um, different things that business have to look out for, but I know you might have a sort of priority as to things that are most important. What what are some of the other key changes, new laws that businesses should be aware of for this year? Um, One law that businesses should be aware of is uh, there kind of became a practice of Illinois employers asking employees or potential job applicants to sign into a social media account in front of them. And there's a new law in place now that directly prohibits employers from requiring or coercing any individuals to sign in to a social media account in front of the employer. Um, It also prevents the employer from requiring or coercing an employee to friend the employer, which directly refers to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you can't ask them to authenticate or access an account um, or require the employer to join any online group with you. It basically prevents the employer from making any sort of requirements of an employee regarding a social media account um, in the workplace. Yeah, and the use of social media is something that's really changed a lot for businesses in the last few years. And um, does it make sense for a business, you know, kind of aside from new laws, does it make sense for a business to have a social media policy for employees that sort of states what they can or cannot or are expected to, to do relative to the business operation on their personal accounts or on the business account at least? It does. The more clarity, the better. Um, with these new laws coming into place, there's a lot of things prohibiting employers from um, working with the employee, directing or requiring the employee. So if they just have a a general employee handbook that lays out um, a guideline on what the um, account can have in it, um, Mm -hmm. it it would be much better than calling your employee in and saying, sign in, I need to look at this right now. So a general guideline ahead of time is going to be our recommendation. Okay. And a um, few minutes left here, uh, and I want to talk about some procedural things, but but in terms of the laws and changes, anything else we should be aware of uh, as, as business owners going into the new year? I'd say one simple one is, uh, is now people who fail to return $500 or more in rental equipment, which uh, at that level is often a business, if you fail to return rental equipment worth $500 or more within three days after the rental period has expired, you'll be charged with a felony. So that's a big change that is important for people to know, that it's a, a short time frame to be uh, charged mm-hmm. with a felony if you're not returning your rental equipment. Wow, that is, that is significant. So that, that you know, that's a very interesting topic right there, and, and you talk about um, – 
you know, how this impacts the business. Um, you know, bigger businesses, I'm sure, have HR departments, and, and they're busy just trying to keep up with all the other HR requirements, you know, running the business day to day. But the small independent business who doesn't have a resource is really challenged. What, I mean, are there ways for a business owner to keep apprised of things that could impact them? Is there a Secretary of State website or some other place, or should they just rely on perhaps uh, a business attorney like yourself to uh, provide updates as, as changes are coming? Well, I'm always going to recommend that you go to the Lavelle Law website. Um, it's always up to date, and we do um, publish 20, all, a list of the most significant new laws in 2017, and we break them down based on subject matter. You're going to learn about the um, businesses that will be – different types of businesses that will be affected. Um, there's also the Chicago Tribune, Daily Herald, the newspapers print um, the changes in the law with less of a legal aspect, just a summary. But mm -hmm. um, you, you really aren't contacted. It is unfortunate. There are so many businesses. You aren't contacted. You do have to – uh, make sure you're you're proactive about finding out what's changed year to year. And and for someone who's listening today, you mentioned LavelleLaw.com. We always recommend that site. But if someone is curious about a new law and wants to talk to someone, would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way of going about that to reach out and have a conversation? The best way to um, reach out and have a conversation would be to call me, and my direct number is eight four seven. 705-4851. I'd be happy to discuss any new laws or any questions that a business owner or any Illinois resident may have regarding the new laws. Great. Well, um, I want to thank Heather Glazer. As, as uh, always happens, we've kind of run through this in a hurry and run out of time. So uh, many thanks to Heather for being here. We'll let her go. And just let uh, our listeners know that you want to keep LavelleLaw.com bookmarked. Um, know that you can call to speak to an attorney, as Heather said. At any time, and the main number there, 847-705-7555, is also an option. Uh, once again, for business resources, uh, don't forget LavelleLaw.com. And, of course, we do our best to keep you appraised here, so watch for upcoming topics on Chicago's Legal Latte. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 